Welcome to Artful Aging with Amy, where I ask caregivers and professionals the difficult questions that will give you guidance on your life's journey. Support is only one conversation away, and this is your first step. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. Gardening has always been an interest to people of all backgrounds, but during COVID, more and more people turn to gardening as therapy and as a way to escape the constant negativity that came with COVID. Horticultural therapy uses plants, gardening activities, and other natural landscapes to boost physical and mental health. I first met today's guest as we were both recipients of the 2019 40 Under 40 Award, which is given out to recognize business achievements, professional expertise, and community involvement. And at that time, Alexis Ashworth was the CEO of Habitat for Humanity. Today, Alexis has founded a new business and a CEO of Root in Nature, which specializes in horticultural therapy. Root in Nature teaches participants how, to garden, how gardening can be beneficial to their health and their social connections, among many other positive effects. Welcome, Alexis. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Amy. I'm so thrilled that you've been able to merge something that you love, not or love into not only a business, but also a way to teach others how to benefit from nature. So congrats on launching this new business as well. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm one of those people who left their current job during the pandemic and pursued a personal passion. So there you go. I think it's fantastic because I know that you love gardening as well as, you know, outdoors and whatnot. So uh, I think it's a beautiful bridge from habitat to here. But maybe you can share with our audience a little bit more about your story. I was surprised myself to hear that you had left Habitat for Humanity. So share your story with us. Sure. So I was uh, CEO of Habitat for seven and a half years, which is quite a long stretch. And um, during the pandemic, obviously things got very stressful being the CEO of a not-for-profit at that time. Um, I also have two young children, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So um, I found myself turning to plants and gardening more and more as a way to stay present and stay relaxed and um, to you know improve my own mental health. And uh, I started working with an executive coach during that time and talked about kind of next steps and what I wanted to do um, with uh, the next stage of my career, feeling like, you know, I'd come to an end with Habitat. Um, and all of the you know times I felt most relaxed and most happy always came back to gardening and plants. And, and so um, I was exposed to horticultural therapy many years ago uh, in the UK. And I looked into horticultural therapy in Ottawa and found that there was really not a lot happening here. Um, it was happening at the Pearly Rideau Veterans Health Center, now Pearly Health. Um, but there was a lot of opportunity to expand it to the wider community. So decided to uh, leave my, my role and pursue that and, and try to bring nature-based health and healing to, to Ottawa. I think that's fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit more about your business route in nature? For sure. Um, we're a social enterprise that brings uh, horticultural therapy, nature-based programs, and employee uh, wellness to the community. Um, we work with horticultural therapy. Obviously, that's the, the basis of our, our business. Um, we work with long-term care homes, with retirement residences, also with uh, not-for-profits and the, um, the charity community as well. Um, there's a lot of a lot of need there, especially a lot of need in mental health supports right now. 
Um, yeah, and we also do some nature-based programs. We're starting to work with CHEO on autism uh, spectrum disorder therapies. Um, we started a eight-week program for preteens with ASD just last weekend. Um, so that's that's exciting. Um, and we also do some employee wellness because I know that you know employees are really struggling right now and workplaces are struggling with re return to the office and the hybrid work model and all of the new things to to think about. Um, and employees are really expecting something different when they come back to the office. So we're helping employers um, bring nature into the office and help improve their employees' mental and physical health and productivity at the same time. I think that, you know, it's, it's wonderful that although COVID had so many negative things, there are a lot of positives that came out of COVID. And one of those things, although had to go negative first, was the, that people are now starting to concentrate on their mental health more than ever before, I believe. And so, you know, they've had this time at home, they've had this time to set up new routines, maybe get into like exercise routines or eating or whatever, different things. And then they found their own personal balance. And so now that everybody's returning to work and everybody's kind of getting back into the flow, you're right. I think the expectations are different now and how are employers going to meet the new expectations to make sure that people's mental health is well taken care of as well. Um, for uh, what other areas have, do you find horticultural therapy has been helping people? Um, I think that... Uh... Well, going back to the founding of, of, of um, horticultural therapy, it formalized after World War II. So it really helps veterans when they, you know, come back and are suffering from PTSD, getting their hands dirty and, you know, and gardening and focusing on something that's, um, that's you know, not, not the trauma that they've experienced is really powerful. Um, we're working with a couple of veterans organizations in Ottawa Veterans House and Women Warriors Healing Garden. Um, so that I find the veteran community really benefits from horticultural therapy. Um, seniors, people with uh, dementia, we're, we're uh, working with um, Symphony Senior Living in their memory care uh, building. And, um, you know, people with dementia really benefit from that kind of seed to harvest program, looking after plants and, and uh, taking part in horticultural therapy. Um, you know, people with, as I talked about with autism, that's my, my exposure, my first exposure to horticultural therapy was people with, um, with developmental disabilities in the UK working in the garden. So yeah, it helps a wide, uh, wide spectrum of the population, um, with, with stress and anxiety, which many of us have experienced or are currently experiencing. Absolutely. I have to ask you a personal question. Do you have yeah. to have a green thumb to do this? Because I'm pretty sure my thumb is black. <laughs> <laughs> Are those air plants behind you? They're fake air plants. Yeah. Fake. <laughs> so, okay. Don't judge me. Everything back there is fake. <laughs> no, actually part of our um, presentation and for the workplace is there's some benefit in even fake plants. You know, the no, real I, plants are, yeah, yeah, are better, but yeah, benefits in fake plants. No, absolutely not. And you don't need a garden plot either. Like you can, gardening can be in a paper cup in your kitchen. Like it really does not have to be um, in an outdoor garden or backyard that you might have. Um, it's accessible to everybody. And I think the fear of failure holds people back. Every year before I start my seedlings, I actually have that like, do I know how to do this <laughs> feeling? So yeah, the fear, but then you just jump in and some of your seedlings don't germinate and some do and some die and some don't, and that's okay. It's all part of the process. And it's also kind of a life lesson that 
you know, not everything you start has to work out and that's okay. And the ones that do work out, some of them are going to flourish and are going to, you know, feed you nice tomatoes all summer. So yeah, it's, don't be afraid if you have a black thumb, but work with a horticultural therapist, ideally, who, right. uh, you know, can help you along. Yeah. And I think that you touched on something really pertinent for, you know, things that I learned in my business life. And I try to teach others as well is that you're right. Not everything is a success. And we learn through our failures, whether it's a small seed, not germinating or whatever it is. Right. And so, you know, not everything has to go perfectly, not everything will. And so if you can learn on that small scale to kind of pivot or to not have your expectations in a certain way, I think it would set you up, especially if kids get involved too. Right. Give and teach them how to do that. While we're talking about my fake plants and indoors, what can we do inside uh, to, for horticultural therapy? You mentioned, you know, in, in the seedlings or even in a cup. I'm thinking of the days that are rainy and dark. Today happens to be one of them that really get me, right? They get people, they're kind of depressing. So what can we do to add some life and some energy inside? Yeah. Well, we're just coming to the end of a very long winter. And um, every winter I set up a hydroponic system in my kitchen. That's not accessible to everybody. I mean, it's probably a $300 machine, but I feel like for people who suffer from seasonal affective disorders, mm -hmm. having some kind of um, grow light and things growing throughout the winter is hugely beneficial. It's also set on a timer. So long before the actual sun is rising, you're grow light in the kitchen is turning on at 6am. And it gives you that sense of, you know, waking up to something that's um, positive. So I think having, you know, growing something throughout the winter is fantastic. Doing, um, you know, propagating your indoor plants, there's all kinds of, you know, indoor plants that spur, you know, babies or ways that you can propagate. So undertake a little indoor plant project uh, in the winter. That's, a, that's, um, a great way to kind of get your hands dirty and connect with nature and plants throughout the winter. Um, in the, you know, once March and April hit, you can start planting seedlings indoors. Again, it involves a grow light. They're pretty inexpensive these days. So, you know, I've got one hanging above my ironing board. It's a great use for an ironing board <laughs> when you're working from home and you don't really need to iron many clothes. You put some seedlings out on your ironing board, hang a grow light over and you've got a lovely little um, system. So, yeah, there's lots of ways that you can in interact with plants inside, even just caring for them, you know, misting them. I should have misted this guy. It looks great after a good misting. But um, there's just there's a lot of ways you can interact with indoor plants. Try to. Yeah, I can give you some propagations, Amy. <laughs> Some real plants. I think that if, if, if you're right and fake plants work as well, <laughs> I might have to load up because although I, you know, watch you see everything flourish and I love everything flourishing, you know, watering things and keeping things alive that are plants has never been my, my go-to, but luckily for me, I'm at where my father-in-law is actually going to be moving in with us and he has a green thumb. So I told him that's his job now. <laughs> well, and kids, I know you have a four-year-old, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kids love watering. In fact, my biggest plant problem right now is my three-year-old overwatering my plants. Like she is obsessed. Okay. So there you go. You've got a, you've got a watering helper. You just have to keep her on it or him on a schedule. Yeah, her. Yeah. We went, her, yeah. yeah, we've got, uh, we went, we stopped at the dollar store the other day and she found a, um, watering can shaped like a pink elephant. And so she, oh. she wanted that and that's what she's been doing, except for she doesn't realize the plants that we have, you know, water every single day, right? Because she gets a good watering. So I have to, I'm trying to teach her, but then also she's doing my watering, keeping things alive. So, you know, it's a fine balance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, there you go. You've got some help. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, she loves it. Um, can horticultural therapy be done virtually? It can. I mean, ideally you're getting your hands dirty, but there are a lot of people that can't go out or can't, um, you know, access a garden or a green space. So we do run virtual horticultural therapy programming. Um, we have a five part series called Mind, Body and Soil. We're actually just doing it now with senior organic gardeners, a great group of, of seniors who are um, who do have green thumbs, but uh, we also do it with the Ottawa West Community Support and other seniors groups. Um, Rivera actually is, is taking part in that mind, body and soil group. So for people you know, in long-term care or places where they just can't get outside, virtual is, is better than nothing. And um, we can still do some interactive activities with people with just some basic supplies. That's a wonderful. And that's one of the other kind of benefits that came out of COVID is especially in the retirement industry where things are a little bit archaic and slow moving, it seems to be. And, you know, getting these virtual touring and filming and, and activities was, you know, not there, you know, two years ago. And then all of a sudden had to be there. So not only did all the retirement homes catch up and they all have their own tablets and all that stuff. Um, but the general public now has so much more access and has, you know, gotten up to speed, can do it. And so I think that that's phenomenal that they're able to partake that way as well, because like you said, something is better than nothing. Right. And that's kind of what our go to on the show as well. You know, let's like, you know, let's do a little something so that we're moving forward. Right. Uh, and not every time you can um, get your hands dirty, but then there also is a, an advantage, you know, for instance, if you're at a retirement residence or a long-term care, is that the rec therapist there, while they're doing the virtual, could bring in the dirt and things like that, could they not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, we're starting at a Rivera in Toronto today, just moving into that market. And um, the therapist is showing up with the soil and the seeds and the rec therapist there has the seed trays and the grow lights ready to go. So it's a combination of us providing materials and them providing materials. That's fantastic. Now tell me a little bit more about the programs that you offer to businesses. I'm very uh, interested in them. Can you give us a little bit more uh, information on them and what happens with employees, uh, you know, well-being, you know, what have you seen and, and what are they looking for really? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I mentioned that, you know, with people coming back to the office, they're expecting something different. So, um, and I, I know that there is a lot of research around plants in the office space and its effect on mental health and physical health and productivity. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I partnered with a doctor named Dr. Owen Wiseman, and he has a real interest in nature and human health and the effect of nature on human health. Uh, we created a one hour presentation called nature as a workplace ally. And so we're offering that to workplaces to basically um, educate people and provide, you know, practical tips on how they can bring nature into the workplace to improve, you know, improve health and improve productivity. Uh, we also have an in-person event in nature. Um, so people have been, you know, working virtually and, and remotely for so long and are kind of disconnected that way. We have a two to three hour sort of half day um, experience in nature at the Just Food Community Farm where we partner and we bring people together and um, yeah, just have some different and unique uh, experiences both outside and inside um, connecting people to nature and to each other in, the, in a new and unique way. So yeah, those are the two main things we offer. That's fantastic. Before we go, can you let people know how to get a hold of you and, and where to find all your information? Sure. Um, I, if you want to reach out to me by email, I'm at alexis at rootinnature.ca. Our website is rootinnature.ca. Uh, 
as well. Um, and we are active on Instagram and Facebook and, uh, and LinkedIn. So if you search Root in Nature, you should find us there. Terrific. Well, I'm looking forward to connecting with you on Instagram. I haven't done that yet because I'm expecting that you guys will have some pretty awesome pictures and hopefully some tips for people like myself. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you so much, Alexis, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And congratulations again on your new business. And I'm really looking forward to watching you grow. Ah, I did it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> thank you, Amy. I appreciate the opportunity. It's nice to speak with you. Terrific. For more information on Alexis, you can head over to her website. The links are on artfulagingwithamy.com as well. And so is her bio. And there you have it for today. If you enjoyed today's show, please like and share with your networks and help people find our podcast so that it can open up some doors for other families in our area. Thank you so much for joining us on Artful Aging with Amy. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you.